Hi, my name is Tracy. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from anorexia and control. It was the summer of 2008. I sat on top of a mountain in Colorado. The sun was just peeking over the mountains. The birds were singing their morning songs, and it couldn't have been a more peaceful place. It was a gorgeous morning, as most mornings are in Colorado. Yet my mind was that of confusion and wondering of what I had just heard the night before. So let me take you a few years back before I tell you what I heard the night before. I grew up with two parents who loved me dearly. My childhood felt worry-free until we moved when I was 10 years old. It was the first time I had felt rejection from other children, and it led to a path of wanting to control my environment in order to feel safe and protected. I continued on this path of seeking control and tagged myself as being the good Christian girl. Later on, I was a cheerleader in high school. I started finding significance in my performance. I was searching for every avenue of control that I could, and I landed on controlling my food. It seemed like a perfect fix to all my problems. I would feel in control of my life and then could potentially perform better in cheerleading. I didn't really realize that I was beginning this pattern, and little did I know that this is the beginning of many dark years of battling with anorexia. Years of going to and from inpatient and outpatient treatment centers throughout the country and feeling so isolated and alone. I didn't really want to get better. I didn't want to let go of the only thing that felt like power and control for me. My life was a mess. Eventually, I was able to put a Band-Aid on the anorexia by gaining a bit of weight to get everyone off my back. But on the inside, my heart was still aching and yearning to find stability in my life. I was still obsessed with the number of calories I consumed, the number on the scale, how my body felt, and it was affecting every day and every moment of my life. I was a slave to it. Later on, it wasn't until I began my career as a teacher that things started to change. There was something different about the women I taught with. They had this excitement towards God that I had never seen before. One of the women was involved in a high school ministry, and they needed a leader for, for a summer camp in Colorado. Since I tagged myself as being the good Christian girl, I appeared as though I would be a good leader. It sounded really scary for me to be in an environment that was completely out of my control, let alone not being in control of 21 of my meals for a straight week. I made up every excuse in the book, but somehow she convinced me to go. So there I sat on the top of a mountain in Colorado, processing through what I had heard the night before. I grew up thinking that if I was a good girl and went to church, I would find favor with God and he would let me into heaven. What I heard the night before baffled me. I'm a sinner, but I'm loved. I'm nowhere near perfect, yet God loves us bigger than we can even comprehend. There's a price to be paid for our sin. We all deserve death, but God swooped you and me up. He sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for every single sin we struggle with, not just our sinful actions, and our words, but even our sinful thoughts. Jesus was raised from the dead and did exactly what he and several prophecies said he would do. 
He conquered death, and he loves us dearly. As I sat there that morning, I wondered, this is incredible. How have I missed this truth my whole life? How have I been so blinded to not accept such a sweet gift? How have I not seen how corrupt my heart is and my desperate need for my Savior? I thought that I could just do it on my own, and I could just fix myself. It was then that I put my trust in Christ. Soon after, I joined a community group and was led to the recovery ministry at Watermark. The Lord continued to transform my heart and revealed to me how much I was holding on to my eating disorder. I was terrified to begin because I knew that if I began and really put my whole heart into it, I would have to let go of my eating disorder. As I worked through the steps, the Lord really started to work in my heart. The admit step hit me hard. I realized that just trying harder to cover things up was not working out too great for me. I had come to the end of myself and finally realized that this pattern I was living was just absolutely exhausting. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. At this point, I truly wanted to be set free. I truly wanted to let go of my eating disorder. I truly believe that for the first time, I had hoped that the Lord would free me of this struggle. As I began to slowly let go of my obsession with controlling food, it was tough. And when I say tough, I mean real tough. It was a daily surrender, and some days hour by hour, and other days minute by minute, crying out to the Lord, turning to Scripture, and being vulnerable and asking women in my community group and my mentor for support. If you're here and struggling to let go of something, hear me say, there is hope. The going is really tough, but don't give up. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. The price he paid for you is priceless. As I continued to surrender, the days got easier and I felt more and more freedom. Where is my heart now? Well, I wish I could say that it's all gumdrops and lollipops and that's the end. But I'm still most definitely a sinner. Just ask those close to me. I still face the temptations and struggles that every other person faces. So what's the biggest difference? How has Christ changed my life? God guides me and speaks to me through his word. I lean on him for guidance and am much more quickly convicted when I'm straying from his desires. I talk to him consistently and lean on a community of believers to encourage me and help me find my blind spots. If we aren't reading his word and talking to him through prayer, how can we listen? Praise the Lord that today I am free from the slavery of a number on the scale the number of calories I consume, and the constant fear and worry of food. My heart is still prone to wander, though, mainly in the area of control, trying to control the people and situations around me and struggling with worrisome thoughts, which leads to anxiety and fear. Ultimately, I am not trusting the Lord. I'm not trusting that He is good and His plan is good when I resort to control. Also, after going through Watermark's recovery ministry, I realized my struggle with trying to please others. As I stand here now, 
I battle with thoughts of what you think about me and if I'm measuring up to your standards. These are my toughest spots right now. God is continuing to show me where I can grow and trust him with all my heart. If you are here and feel like this life is tough, it is. Sin just isn't fun, but it's a part of this world. We will be tempted, yet there is hope. If you're feeling hopeless, please hear me say, there is hope. 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. God loves you so much. Talk to the Lord. He will listen. Read his word. He will speak to you. Surround yourself with a community of believers, and he will use them to encourage you. My name is Tracy. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from anorexia and control. And to God be all the glory.